all sufficient god it is only man in ignorance can say that i know about god this god is too big is too big and as we go through this if you are overwhelmed by our god if you want to kneel down and just listen to what god wants to say you must welcome you don't have to you know be so straight and no allow god to work in our lives because we are talking about god and i humbly request you to pay give me a little time your attention not to be distracted by anything else you know the very first sentence of the first book in the bible you know it says in the beginning god created everything if we have this only this one sentence it's enough in the beginning god created everything god created the heavens and the earth what does this imply if you have this only one sentence in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth <clears throat> it implies that we all must have answer to these questions the first question is what am i that is the first question what am i in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth so the question that comes to us is what am i i we need to ask we cannot escape what is the world we are in the world we are working in the world we are paying so much of attention our entire focus is on this world so what is the world and what is my place and task in this world these are the fundamental questions of every human being anywhere in this world unless that human being thinks he has not been created if you think if you accept you are a created being then these three questions are not an option they are the fundamental questions that all have to all of us have to ask whatever may be our age if you are not answering these questions we are missing out what is crucial in our lives what am i what is the world what is my place and task in this world <clears throat> as i said in the beginning you know we we don't get to hear sermons about god very rarely we 
you know, we hear sermons about God. Because we all are interested in our need, in our want. What can I get? So we, we always start with ourselves. What can I get from God? You know, we are self-centered. And in the process, we think as though we are in the center of the universe. Life is not about us. It is about God. It's not about us. That's the reason, you know, Isaiah brings us face to face with God. In Isaiah chapter 40, he brings us, you know, it's, it's terrifying, comforting, terrifying, encouraging, humbling. If you read this chapter, you know, as I mentioned in my earlier sermons, Isaiah 40 is not meant to give you some information about God. That is not his purpose. You know, his purpose is to transform our lives. He speaks about God so that our lives will be transformed. It is the word of God that the spirit of God takes to do the work of God. If you want to, if you want God to work in your life, you need to have the word of God. It is the word of God that the spirit of God takes to do the work of God. You know, Adam Clark, maybe in 1800s, this is what he said about God. God is the eternal, independent, and self-existent being. A being who from his infinite wisdom cannot make a mistake or be deceived. And from his infinite goodness can do nothing but what is eternally just and right and kind. Let this sink into our heart. God is a being who from his inf infinite wisdom cannot make a mistake. God cannot make a mistake. And God cannot be deceived. And because of his infinite goodness, he can do nothing but what is eternally just and right and kind. With that, let's rise to our feet for the scripture reading taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 12 to 17. Isaiah Thirkadrasiya is in a Bustagam, Narpada Dadiharam, Panirendu Mudal, Padineju Muria. Isaiah 40, 12 to 17. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand or with the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord as his counselor? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him? And who taught him the right way? Who was, who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? Surely the nations are like a drop in a bucket. They are regarded as dust on the scales. He weighs the islands as though they were fine dust. 
Lebanon is not sufficient for altar fires, nor its animals enough for burnt offerings. Before him, all the nations are as nothing. They are regarded by him as worthless and less than nothing. This is God's word. Kindly be seated. What do we see in this passage? You know, the Isaiah portrays a glorious and a self-sufficient God. God is a glorious and a self-sufficient God. Now, what is meant by a self-sufficient God? God possesses, can I have that? God possesses within himself intrinsically and eternally every one of his qualities in infinite measure. God possesses within himself intrinsically, intrinsically and eternally every one of his qualities, holiness, beauty, knowledge, love, anything, in infinite measure. What's meant by intrinsically? If I say, just close your nose and just hold your breath, okay? Don't breathe. Okay? And then I say, you breathe. What do you do? You inhale air from outside. You know, which we constantly do. Inhaling and exhaling. We constantly do. But the air is not part of our being. We have to inhale. God is not like that. It is within himself. You see, when you breathe air, we live because we breathe. Inhale and exhale. But for God, it is within himself. When you say intrinsically, it is within himself. By virtue of his very being. He has all these qualities by virtue of his being. He is perfect. You cannot make him a little more perfect. He is absolutely perfect. He is a perfect being. And in infinite measure, that means he is not finite. That means he is not limited. I am limited. That's why I cannot speak about the infinite being. I am limited. But he is not limited. He is not bounded. He is not restricted. He possesses all these qualities in infinite measure. Can you imagine? That's, your, that's our God. Can you imagine? Who is God? Who is God? He is God. He is so big. God possesses all these Attributes in infinite measure. God, you know, we hear from here, God loves us, God loves us. He loves us because he's love. 
He cannot do anything besides that. He says he unconditionally loves us. Only a person who, is, who has love, he can do that unconditionally, he can love us. God is love. That's why he loves us. You go to any time, in any condition, he will love you. That's God. That's God. In hopeless situation, in sinful condition, if you think you are holy, in your holy condition, you go to him, he will love you. Because that is his very essence. God is love. Now in these three, in these verses, 12 to 17, Isaiah highlights three outstanding attributes of God's being. Now, what are these three outstanding attributes that Isaiah mentions in this passage? The first thing he mentions is the power of God. And the second thing he mentions is the wisdom of God. And the third thing he mentions is the glory of God. The power of God, the wisdom of God, and the glory of God. We'll see one by one. The power of God. You know, what is the Bible? We carry this Bible. What is the Bible? It is first and foremost the revelation of God. You know, God has given us his word so that we might know him. God's word, we say, word of God, we say, God has given us this book so that we might know him. I said, we are finite being. It's difficult for us to know the infinite being. So the infinite being in his grace has revealed himself in this book. The Bible clearly says the world through its wisdom did not know God. The world through its wisdom did not know God. If you think that with this worldly wisdom we can know God, no way. No way. If you want to know God, this is the book. So the first objective of the Bible is to know God, to give us the knowledge of God. What happens when we have the knowledge of God? It is only when we know, have the knowledge of God, we know ourselves. Otherwise, we don't even know ourselves. It is the knowledge of God which gives us a true sense of ourselves and our need. We will understand our need you know, if, if I don't know I am sick, I don't even, I'll not even think that I need medicine. If I want medicine, first I need to know that I'm sick. So unless I know my need, and it is the word of God which reveals about God and also shows our condition, our need, 
so that we may not enough the glory of god is so big god is a consuming fire it's not enough in other words we cannot approach god because he's so glorious we have talked about god the power of god the wisdom of god and as human beings now isaiah says all these trees are not sufficient animals are not sufficient just get closer to that god just little closer to god have you ever come to that position to realize you know we always especially in india we 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 always when we come we say i am not a drunkard uh, i am not an adulterer or oh, i am not cheated anybody well i have not committed any sin you know i am not drunk i am not an adulterer i am not cheated you know our understanding we start from our perspective and when we come before god i'm okay you we don't even repent because repentance is not required i didn't do anything wrong how do you approach this glorious god as human beings this god is so holy we cannot approach him you don't start from your side come from that side from the infinite being here is a being he is so glorious how do you go near him unless you have come to that place of realizing oh i am a sinner i am the wretched sinner i cannot get closer to this god because he is holy infinitely holy you know when bible talks in hebrew language twice itself it shows it suppose if you have to say 100 100000 if the by hebrew language says 100 100 it's a multiplication okay if the he in hebrew language you find three times it's almost like infinite times holy 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 he's so holy we cannot get closer to him that's the reason isaiah was not a drunkard isaiah was not an adulterer isaiah did not cheat anybody the moment he had a vision of god that he cried out he said woe to me didn't he woe to me i am ruined for i am a man of unclean lips and i live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the king the lord almighty ask god to give you a vision like that ask god to bring you to your place where you say where you see who god is and who you are not by credit merit we can get closer to god not with this ministry all preaching get close no no way no way no way nothing no activities will get us closer to god if all the trees of lebanon were not enough these things will not help you cannot get closer to this glorious god 
Ask God to give you a vision how glorious our God is. And then what happens? We cannot approach. Then I see the cross. I see my Savior hanging on the cross. I run to him. I run to him because I know I cannot get closer to this God with all that I have. I need a Savior. I need a Savior. Have you come to that place? Salvation is not just, I just confessed my sins. No. No. The second person of Trinity. No. No. Second person of Trinity, God. In all his wisdom and power and excellences, he came down to this earth, lived a life you ought, I ought to have lived. He travailed in the garden of Gethsemane. Lord, let your will be done. Let your will be done. You know, we go to God and say, let my will be done. Here is God coming and saying, God, let your will be done. Because you knew God the Father. Because Jesus had me in his mind. It is only because he was hanging on the cross. He hung on the cross. He shed his blood. His body was broken. Today I can say, God, I worship you. He's a holy God, holy God. I can come and stand boldly, not because I am good, because of what Jesus did for me. That is the good news. And for God, so love the world. It is not Christians. It is not all the human beings. You can come to this God only through the sacrifice of this, of Jesus innocent, pure, blameless blood. No other way. No other way. There are no multiple ways. There is only one way. And Jesus said, I am the way. The one who came from heaven, he said, I am the way. And we can go to this God only in the name of Jesus. Only through Jesus. As we celebrate the Lord's Supper, do you have that belief? Do you know what God has done for you? How big is our God? How dare even we can think that we can go God we can go to God directly because we don't know our plight. That's what Jesus did for you and me, made a way so that God is seated in unapproachable light. He's seated in unapproachable light. Nobody can see and live. And God has made a way And in the beginning, I said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
what am I? What is in the world? What is the world? What is my purpose in this world? Remember, when we live for God's purpose, God says in Matthew 25, 23, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Do you know what does it mean to share master's happiness? To sit in that glorious place? Do we really like that? Does it inspire us? I, I have one life in this world. I will live a life so that I can go and share my master's happiness. Is that the purpose of your life? I'm here so that I can go. I know what Jesus has prepared for me. And I'm looking forward to that place. And when you go there, you know what's going to happen? He's going to put this glory on you. He is going to be so proud of you. Can you imagine? He'll be so proud of you. You will be the spotlight. You know, when you're in the Zoom, they say, now the spotlight is on the, the speaker. In heaven, you are the spotlight. When you make God, when you worship God here, he's waiting for you because Jesus clearly said, you know, in my father's house, there are many rooms. There is a room. There's a room. Does it inspire us? Are we living for that? That is the gospel. Gospel is what? Free gift? Give. Jesus gave his life so that we can worship this God. What we do in turn? In turn, I give my life to follow this God. I give everything I have, every single cell. Now, my security doesn't come from my job. That's the reason when God called, I could resign and come. And God has never let me down. Yeah, we are scared. Oh, you, what will I do? What will my children do? What will my family do? If your God is so big, will he let you down? If he can feed the birds and the animals, will he let you down? Will he allow you to go hungry? God is not, the bigger the God becomes, easier it becomes to follow him. How big is your God today? We make our problems big. And we command God what he is supposed to do. When God becomes big, we submit ourselves in entirety. Have your way. Lord, not my will. Let your will be done. Learn to enjoy him. Enjoy this God. Enjoy him, not money. Not what the kind of accolades you get in this world. Learn to enjoy God, Jesus, what he has done. He alone can satisfy us. All other things are momentary. Sometimes it's okay. Immediately after that, something else happens. 
Are you satisfied in this God? Is this God so big? Shall we bow down and just reflect the message that we have heard? The all-sufficient God. How big is your God? When you come before him, is your God so big? God who created the heavens and the earth. The sunlight takes eight minutes from the sun to the earth. The near from the near the sun the light beam takes four point two light years to reach the earth. Millions of stars, billions of galaxies. Don't you think we should go to this God for wisdom, counsel, instead of we telling God what you should do in our lives? Is it not wise enough to say, I give my life to you? I bring all that I have, Lord. I give my very life to you. All the time that I have, all the talents I have, all the treasures I have, oh God, use it for your glory. Use it for your glory. Will that be our prayer this day? Who am I? What is the world? What is my role and task in this world? We run after the companies. We sell ourselves to the companies. But there is God. Do you encounter God in your workplace? Do you work there because God is glorified? Wherever we are, do we use our time so that God is glorified? So that all of us, one day we will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. That's our desire for AGAG community. We need to pray for each other. We all will be there to hear that one word, well done, good and faithful servant. God is so glorious. All the trees in Lebanon were not enough as burnt offering. All the animals in that forest were not enough. We cannot get closer to God. It is because of Jesus who came and died in our place. 
Abba, Father, we thank you for you have revealed yourself. How great, how glorious you are, O oh Lord. You are an all-sufficient God. O oh God, bring us to that place to know how great and how big you are. We are not the center of the universe. Oh God, you are the center, not us, O oh Lord. We are created beings. Teach us to worship you, exalt your name, adore you. Let your light spread in and through our lives. Let your light increase in our lives. Help us to enjoy the very light and life of God in our lives. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.